Paul said he appreciated your mention of it being a factor of two. 128. Uh, see? See? Yeah. That's what the people love. Some people. We might call them nerds. Howdy, it's Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, and this is episode 130 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? My VIP invite to the Borgata. I can go in 48 hours. They are letting, I think, just me in. Because really? Because of how special I am. No. no. You didn't get an invite? I did not get an invite. I thought maybe you meant it because maybe because they canceled your thing. They're like, you can come early. Oh, Oh, no, we'll talk about all that later. Maybe I've spoiled everything in the podcast by mentioning that Borgata is going to open. Clearly, our listenership is oh. not, not so informed that they would already Fair. know this. Fair. You're right. You're right. We've gotten way ahead of ourselves. What happened in 1930, Craig? Our favorite, the Claridge, opened in 1930. The room that we spent the most awkward night together yes. of our lives. I mean, that makes it sound way worse than it actually was. We just overheard some stuff next door. Yeah, it was pretty loud. I wasn't totally comfortable with it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> It's fine. The skyscraper <laughs> by the sea, Kyle. I know that's what I call it every time I walk by the Claridge. Indeed you do. I can confirm. Cost $4.5 million to build. Opened in 1930. Almost 400 feet tall. It remained the tallest building in Atlantic City until well into the 1980s. So that's good. If I was smart, I would tell you what eclipsed it. But we could never know. I would think the Bally's Tower, right? Yeah, that's definitely taller and that's the 80s, right? Is the Rendezvous Tower taller when that opened? That was like recent, like, yeah, right? no, like no, 90s. That was, yeah, maybe even 2000s. Ooh, kids, unbelievable. That was the 2000s, if that's true. Is the Ocean Tower taller? But that's probably also the 80s or 90s. Centurion is, is certainly taller, but that's recent. Valley's Tower, tallest building built in the 1980s in Atlantic City. There you go. So that that's that's what eclipsed to the Claridge. When was it opened? The Bally Tower? 1989. So the Claridge really? was the tallest building in Atlantic City from 1930 to 1989. According to Wikipedia, the next tallest thing after Bally's is the wind turbines. Oh, come on. <laughs> that does not count. That is the weakest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but so Bally's was only the tallest for a year until the Taj Mahal opened. Uh-huh. It's slightly taller. That's right. So the Hard Rock. And then the bunch of stuff built since then. Borgata's yeah. taller. I mean, Ocean has to be the tallest now, right? Uh, yes, the Ocean Surely. Ocean is the fourth tallest building in New Jersey. Harris Waterfront Tower is second. The North Tower of Hard Rock, a.k.a. the old German Tower of Trump, Taj Mahal, is third. Mm. And then the Water Club, and then the Borgata Tower. Yeah, so. In, in all of New Jersey? No, that's just in Atlantic City. Oh, okay. No. Ocean is fourth tallest in all of New Jersey. Uh, I see, I see. Yes. Any Anything else about Claridge? It wasn't a casino until 1981. Yeah, it became Del Webb's Claridge Hotel and Casino. Uh, it was bought by PPE, Park Place Entertainment, in 2001 and rolled into Bally's. Uh, casino Floor renamed The Ridge in 2009 but closed in 2012. And it says here that you never even walked through it. And I actually don't think I did either. I know I've been to Sands, but I don't think I was ever at the Claridge when it was a casino. I vaguely remember something called The Ridge existing, and I'm really sad. With all the time we spent at Bally's and Wild Wild West, 
that we never even went through it in probably my first that's five crazy trips, yeah because maybe when it was still open yeah we were, yeah we were definitely going to ac then and we, and we were spending all our time at bally caesar's wild Wild west yes yeah disappointing uh tjm properties took it over in 2014 they still own it as the claridge now the claridge a radisson hotel get excited yes as everyone must when they hear anything about radisson's so also in 1930 mr peanut became a boardwalk staple the quote you wrote is mr peanut began to walk the atlantic city boardwalk in 1930 silently advertising the five cent bag of roasted peanuts known as the nickel lunch he would greet visitors for years to come in front of the planter store, welcoming visitors to Atlantic City. In 1964, he rode a donkey down the boardwalk with flag in hand to greet the delegates during the Democratic National Convention. How'd that go, Craig? Was that a success? Rising success. Okay, good. Rebirth uh, of the city, I think. Yes. The store closed in 1978. The Hard Rock Hotel and Casino now stands where the store used to be. So that's all from AtlanticCityExperience.org, as I've said, my favorite site. They need to update their SSL certificate, though. It gives me a big warning every time I try to go. Oh, uh, yes. You have to uh, <laughs> click click the other button, the one that does not say go away, and then click to get in. Yeah. It's like, you really don't want to do this, your browser. And you're like, like, oh, but I do. You don't understand how little personal information <laughs> I'm going to type into this website. It's really <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, so also important note about the history of Mr. Peanut is that Dr. David G. Schwartz was Mr. Peanut at some point. Indeed. Friend of the podcast. When are we having him back on, Craig? Good question. We should do that. There's been a lot of stuff happening in Atlantic City, and the Eldorado Caesars merger is certainly... Make, make it jumps so. the gun again, Kyle. Twice in this episode, I've mentioned something. Make it so. Ah, I'm just ruining the whole episode. I'm so sad. That's it for 1930. I'm, I'm very interested in the nickel lunch of just a sack of peanuts. That's what I want for lunch. I mean, you can get a $5 lunch at... Uh... Irish pub, right? Oh, I'm sure. Which I did one time, and then I regretted. Would you rather choices that led me there? I'd rather have a. I'd rather have a bag of peanuts than than what I ate at Irish pub. You can you can go to Peanut World and get a bag of peanuts. I don't think they're roasting any peanuts at the Peanut World. I can get a hot dog that's probably been cooking on the roller since like 1930. Since Peanut World. Since when Mr. Peanut was was still there, the planter store was still there. Speaking of fine dining, outdoor dining. We missed a couple places. I'm sure we missed even more than a couple places. But Justin S. let us know in the Facebook group that Morton's at Caesars has some tables set up outside for outdoor dining. And Ruth's Chris in the outlets also has outdoor dining. So add those to the list. And then just today, Tropicana tweeted that the Chelsea 5 Gastropub, which is in the Chelsea Tower at the Tropicana, is now serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner on that tower's fifth floor pool deck. So a couple more places to go eat outside. Should we get cool. into the biggest, well, maybe not even the biggest news? Yeah, yeah, definitely not the biggest news, but, uh, you know, probably the most relevant news for the average Atlantic City goer. Borgata is reopening at 10 a.m. on July 26th after a hosted invitation-only event for three days prior. Uh, the outdoor dining will include Sun Bar at the Water Club, which we've been to. Well, we went to the Sun Room, and I'm oh. guessing the Sun Bar is just the outdoor space of the Sun Room. Uh, I see. Uh, it, it wasn't that good. Uh, Borgata Beer Garden and the Borgata Street Eats food and beer trucks. Stealing the idea straight from Ocean with That's the right. food trucks. Next thing you know, there's going to be uh, some folding tables set up in the parking garage. and If they're smart, they would. Yeah. Any thoughts on those food options? You don't seem sold on Sunbar. Wasn't the greatest when we went. Beer Garden's a nice place to eat outside. I, I have a feeling that's going to be packed. It seems like it'll be busy. And I like food and beer trucks. It sounds... Like, there's nothing objectionable about that. 
That really sounds like exactly what you want. Grab, yes. go, some variety probably if you've got multiple food trucks. It's it's really like right up my alley. Yeah. And I'm disappointed that I probably won't be going to AC anytime particularly soon. You're not allowed. Well, that's true. They won't even I, let you in the That town. is true. That's probably not even. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you said uh, New Jersey announced today. Maryland is on the list of states that you have to, what, self-quarantine for 14 days if you come from? Yeah, so that list is now 31 states long. So there's uh, there's a lot of conflicting information about whether the casinos will enforce that if you go to check in. Um, some people have said, like, yes, they will not accept your reservation. Everything I've seen officially has said, like, we suggest or, like, request that you delay your travel plans or something like that. That, that doesn't seem very uh, forced, but I don't know. I don't know how serious they're taking it. I mean, I, I think... New Jersey as a state has basically said, we know we can't enforce this on a statewide level. So, But technically the rules are, I cannot go to Atlantic City. Unless I would like to wait in a room for 14 days before doing anything. Or just while, while in Atlantic City. Yes. You have to like buy a, a short-term rental apartment in Atlantic City for 14 days. Sounds like a good use of my time. Hey, all the wording is should. You should self-isolate for 14 days. <laughs> anyway... Have they offered you any comps for canceling your trip that you were definitely going to go to? I was sure I'd get a Fiore suite to make up for canceling my July 22nd to 24th room, especially now that I know that they could have just kept the last day of that reservation during the invite-only time. Mm. But no, I checked, and my rates are more expensive than my pre-closure rates, and every weekend is in August is listed as sold out. Rude. So... I don't know if they're planning to only open certain floors in in the Borgata Tower. I'm guessing that's probably what it is. Is they're just yes, I, I assume it's not going to be seriously limited. Yeah, yep, and probably also not opening up many comps to people until they see how many of their higher rollers start booking. Yep. So that's the Borgata news. Yeah, Caesar's El Dorado merger. It is done. I think that the last step in getting it officially done was the New Jersey CCE or CCC and. It turns out they they let them go ahead. Uh, There was a lot of question uh, while it was going on whether or not they were going to force Caesars to remove the deed restrictions on Chobo Atlantic Club and Claridge. Bring back the Ridge. Bring back the the ACH. But in a, you know, last second shocker, you know, after the hearing was supposed to end, Hard Rock and Ocean (laughs) made last second requests to testify. And testified that, like, whatever you do, you should not force Caesars, or I guess El Dorado in this case, to lift these deed restrictions. And they didn't. Shockingly, business hates competition. Did not know that. at 11. We have not talked about that on this podcast yet. Yeah, so I was kind of excited about lifting the deed restrictions. Not even because I think it's necessarily a good idea to have 12 casinos. because it would have helped your bottom line when... Bart's box of slots could have opened up inside of the actual showboat, which would have made it way more likely it was going to happen. It's very true. At the moment, they own four of the nine casinos, they being El Dorado, which is actually, it's not even El Dorado anymore. It's already Caesars Entertainment with mm-hmm. a new logo, no less. Uh, they own four of the nine casinos in Atlantic City, although we know that they're selling Bally's to Twin River. So right now, if you go to your My Total Rewards or whatever it's called, Total Rewards, <laughs> Caesars Rewards, to the, the Caesars Rewards rate calendar, there's a placeholder for Tropicana, and it just says Caesars Entertainment. It's a fourth column, but it's not there yet. And if you go to Tropicana, you still log in with your Trop Advantage access card. But it seems like that's going to happen fast, that they're going to be 
merging those things, the other Tropicana locations are already merged so that you, get, you, you there's actually a way to merge your accounts, but not the Atlantic City Tropicana. I, I would say that if they were smart about it and working in IT, I know that people aren't always smart about it. You know, they could have been working on this the whole time while this was going through. So. <laughs> you <would> think. <laughs> But alas, I mean, they probably I were. Know. They were definitely like the site changed very, very fast. But I don't. It, I, it seems like merging players' clubs takes a long time. It's going to be way, way worse to book a trap room afterwards because let me tell you, the worst part about booking Caesars is like trying to figure out like what towers are actually available. You actually have to click oh, on yes. all of the dates and do it. It's much more convenient right now at Trap. So I'm sad that's going to be going away. Yeah, I mean, I like most other things about the booking experience with caesars more than every other atlantic city casino i don't i th i think trops is actually quite convenient and nice maybe I, since i never get comps there i just don't even bother with it yeah yeah that probably is true <laughs> uh anything else about the merger tony rodeo is not necessarily out but he's not the ceo anymore it's unclear if he's going to stay at caesars in some capacity the Eldorado CEO is taking over as the CEO of the new Caesars Entertainment, which is like, what, the fourth iteration of Caesars Entertainment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or I guess not even. It was like Hera's Entertainment and then Caesars Entertainment. Yeah. But, and it was Park Place before Hera's Entertainment, right? Like Park Place. The lineage is insane. Well, but that was just for Bally's, right? I'm not sure who bought who in all of that. Yes, there was a, a lot of merger activity in the early 2000s, put it, put it that way. It was a bunch of situations where the company with the smaller name recognition bought, like, Caesars or some other company with larger recognition, Harris, and then just changed their name to that company. And that's, again, what's happening here. We got a question from Tom L. about diamond perks now that this merger is coming, and also in relation to coronavirus. Do I use my $100 Diamond Celebration dinner next week when I'm in Atlantic City or wait until post-pandemic when I can enjoy it more? But he also framed this question initially as relating to the merger. So I'm assuming he doesn't just mean post-pandemic when more stuff is open, but also potentially Tropicana restaurants involved in a Diamond Dinner. I wouldn't. If he's going next week and he's going to be eating food anyway, I'd say it's a perfectly good time to use it, you know. You never know what happens with these things. They could go away at any time. You know, there's no guarantee it's going to be open to TROP anytime soon, et cetera, et cetera. I think, I think if you're going to be there, if you're going to be eating, yeah, you may as well use it. I know you and Andy, our friend Andy, are very much like, you know, it's basically cash. If you're doing it anyway, just do it. And yeah. I'm totally the sucker who's like, no, I'm saving it for something special. And I know that that's dumb. But that doesn't make sense. No, I know that that's completely stupid. But that's how I am. Even with like credit card points, I'm like, ooh, I'm saving these travel points. And like right now, there's a thing where you can use all your travel points yeah, for the get, same. Get some groceries. Yeah. So I, f I finally did convince myself to do that. That's not what anybody's here to talk about. This isn't travel yeah. fanboy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a pretty big overlap, probably. <laughs> True. I still have all my chase points. My sweet, sweet. Oh, you haven't, you haven't burned through them all on groceries and yeah, I've got home improvement store stuff. Whatever. 500k laying around still. That's a lot. It's enough. Yes. I probably should. Anything else about the merger? No. Let's talk more about chase points. Okay, that's probably your <laughs> second favorite topic, right? Yeah, so June data, uh, same as the May data. And I assume when you write that, you, of course, mean brick and mortar, where it is the same as the May data. Yes, exactly the same. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through the numbers for online? Well, it's $97.6 million total that is broken up into $84.9 million of online casino revenue and whatever the difference is. By the way, I just realized when we were talking 
you know, last time or a couple times ago about how it was 10 plus million dollars of sports betting that was in like April. And it's like, wait, what were people betting on in April? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's like it can be like settled futures and stuff, but people are <laughs> people were betting on. Oh, like, I know they were betting on Bulgarian you know, Korean... soccer and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Serbian, whatever. Yeah. So what did I say? $84.9 million of online revenue. That's only down a million dollars from May, although down from May is probably not great. Up 123% from June 2019, but I don't think that means anything. The total 97.6, which is the online casino plus sports betting, is up $1.7 million from May. So I feel like that's generally in the range of fairly even. Do you have any thoughts on July? I feel like that is more interesting to talk about than this all online stuff. Atlantic City's been open for all but, what, a day of July? More or less, yeah. I Bor- mean, Borgata not included, which obviously is going to hurt. And hey, CET was not open for two days in July, correct? Oh, that's true. Mm. Uh, limited capacity, people nervous about coronavirus. July 2019 was $277 million. January and February of this year were up 8 and 11% respectively over 2019. So just in that range, you would expect, if nothing, if this coronavirus thing never happened in the alternate universe where that was not a thing, 300 or $305 million in July, because that's exactly how it works. Sample mm-hmm. size of two, you can just project. How far short of $300 million will we be when the July 2020 data comes out? Very far short. Would you like to pick a... Pick a number, Craig, and I'll give you an over or an under. Because, as always, I always have to come up with the lines. I don't know what's up with that. But... 200. Oh, under. Not just under, but, like, you think? I think that's I think that's a terrible line. You think it's going to be half as... You think it's, is it 150? I, I think 150 is a better line. Half as, half as much revenue. Well, so, down 125-ish million dollars from Bor- July Bor- 2019. Borgata's, like, what, 70 million? 75 million of that? That's a good point. That's true. It's very true. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be in the 170s. That's my guess. Sure. That makes your line not very good. Okay. What are we betting? So let's say, so I'm going to set it at 170. What? Do you go over That's, or under what? 170? What? Wait, what did you, what did you say for 150? Huh? Did you I say said under? I said under for 200. <laughs> right. I, I, so All I right. thought we were moving it from there. Fine, fine, fine. Is 170, is that the line? If we were doing this right... We would be trying to undercut each other until we reached the over-under, right? That's not exciting. What always happens is I set a line and I allow you to pick your side because I am magnanimous. I see. Magnanimous. Sure, 170. Is that the line? Yeah, 170 is the line. Uh, my, I know what my gut's telling me, but my gut could be wrong. If I was smart, I would have been seeing what was happening in some other towns, but I'm not. So I don't really have any frame of reference. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to be optimistic and go over, but yeah. I think that's probably bad. Are we betting on this? Yeah, yeah. Five bucks. Five bucks. Put it in the spreadsheet. Do it. I am uh, I could be embarrassed. It could be like 220 and I'll just feel like a fool or something, but I don't think so. I think, I think I'll win. Brick and mortar revenue only, obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Anything else about the data? Do you think the floor falls out of online now that people can go to the casino? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think people will keep it it'll, kind of it'll be down. It'll be down a little bit, but I don't think it'll be down a whole lot. Yeah, I don't think it's going back to like 38 or whatever it was no. a year ago. <laughs> it, it'll 
be, I don't know, 70 or something. That'd be my guess. Lots of money. Free money, basically, for the casinos. It is is a pretty good thing. So, we actually got some listener questions. Did we? Thank you very much, listeners. Same couple listeners, which is fine. No, that's totally fine. You, listeners, Tom L. and Nick M., you are the ones keeping the podcast going. That's true. So, Tom L. asks, what's your preferred method style system for playing craps? I, as a risk-averse person, probably shouldn't even be setting foot into the casino. If that's the way I live my life. I mostly play the minimum bet on the pass line, and then I do one and a half times, two times, or two and a half times odds instead of three, four, five, uh, just so that I never have tons and tons of money out on the table. And also, when you when I do it that way, it pays out the same if the number hits, if the point hits. So I like that because it's very easy to keep track of for myself. And it's pretty low risk. And then I will usually buy the six and eight for whatever the minimum is. Or what is it? Place the six and eight for, mm-hmm. for whatever the minimum is. Yes. Don't don't buy the six and the eight. That's not no. a good thing to do. Uh, so place the six and eight for whatever the minimum is. And I don't press those at all when they go up. I just keep them up and, and take the winnings. So it's, it's a pretty boring way to play, but I like it. I, I have more recently decided it's more fun to just play hunch bets every now and again even though they're bad like you know the field bet and stuff like that because you know if you, I, I sort of feel like if you're just playing a system that takes the fun out of gambling part of the fun is like i think this is going to happen right now so what about you what do you do at the craps table it's not terribly different from you i mean of course i'm a, a little more aggressive but yeah pass line i always bet max odds pretty much no matter what i mean unless we're at bally's or something where it was 100 times but up to 10 times i'll be betting max odds and I will also be making a minimum bet on the six and the eight, but I will press very aggressively. And then every once in a while, I'll buy the four and ten. But that's kind of not an every time occurrence. I'm never on the five and the nine, though. I'll move if the point is six and eight, I may move it five or nine. But yeah, it's not too often. Usually I'm just being cheap. I mean, part of it is also I haven't had a good crap session in so long <laughs> that I'm always playing yeah. cheaper. So once once in a blue moon, I'll I'll bet the hard ways too, but it's yeah, not terribly common. Never do that. Uh, I mean, I never do that. I'm not telling you never to do that. Do whatever you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I would like to have a, a fun winning crap session sometime where I actually am more willing to do things like press the numbers and put more on the pass line after a nice little run. But it's been so long since I had a decent decent craps game. It's been a little while for me too. Uh, so Tom also asked, once your kids are older, do you see yourselves trying to get to one of the podcast meetups? I've been interested in trying to do it. And it's the funny thing is I was like really committed to making at least one this summer or the Everything AC anniversary party in August. And now with COVID stuff, I'm just like, oh, just I feel like it's I can't do it. <laughs> so it's conspiring against me to ever go to one of these things. I don't know. I mean, I think also he mentions once our kids are older, I think that's the big driving factor. You know, once the kids are a little easier to just leave with my wife for a couple of days. That's going to be a much easier thing to do, like go to Biloxi, like the Better Life and Tra- Travel Fanboy and some others. We're going to go to, to Mississippi. And that was just like not really an option, I don't think, for me <laughs> if I want to do anything else fun. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I know you love to socialize. Yes, I do love socialization. So, uh, yeah, I would have definitely tried to go to one. I think uh, it just depends on the family situation for sure. I mean... I'm pretty well talked about on this show that, you know, Vimp and and Vegas Ripping were kind of my big inspirations. And the big problem with that was that it is it was 
while it was running, always the weekend of my eldest child's birthday, like the middle weekend in October. So it just was something that was going to be tough. But uh, I I would definitely like to go to one. I'd like to make one. So yeah, I mean, my dream even before we had the podcast was to to go to Vimp, and then now it's what Vegas Nerd Society, and even that. Well, I don't think they were going to have one this year. This year, anyway, even before COVID happened. So. Right. So the summit. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I mean, I expect that it'll be sort of sporadic things like that in the future, but like you've seen how hard it is for us to get to Vegas. It yeah. would be much easier to do something like one of the Connecticut casinos or obviously Atlantic City, although we didn't make Gamble Police in Atlantic City. <laughs> I mean, the Connecticut casinos, I think, are farther than Vegas. Oh, yeah. You could frankly. fly to Vegas probably in the time. Maybe not like door to door and boarding probably. an airplane and everything, but... Like, where am I flying into for the Connecticut casinos? Well, you drive. You do the six-hour drive. Or if, if I drove, it'd be... I think it's more than six. Is it really? I think Vegas is probably legitimately closer than the Connecticut casinos for me. Or at least close. Time-wise, you mean? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's yes. close. Not, it's certainly... Not by mileage, but... <laughs> certainly close enough that it's... Uh... There's not a good way to get there, really, for no. me. I'm, like, flying to Boston and drive? Like, that's not really super helpful. Take the train? Yeah, no. You love the train. I don't take the train. I would I would drive almost certainly, but it's far. It is far. And then he asked the most important question of all. He said it's the most important question of all. How does it do for a win and some ominous shit? Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's just because we're going to, you know, one day be like, you know what? We don't really feel like doing this anymore and not like as ominous as it sounds like one of us dies or something. <laughs> It's actually a threat. Yeah, maybe. No, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we certainly aren't like, you know, episode 200, it ends, but. I know just for us, it's been definitely more challenging to do this now than when the work situation was a bit more normal. So it's not like a perfect timing for us now, but yeah, I think we're still enjoying it. So, yeah. I mean, I've also, for the Atlantic City stuff, in terms of just getting to Atlantic City, I've been told not to expect to hop off somewhere and leave my wife with the children since. <laughs> The children have been home for <laughs> four months and are only now getting out of the apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, it was it was two weeks ago or whatever when we first started sending our kids back to daycare as well. So yeah, it's been uh, it was a challenging four months before that. You put it that way. Not not only that, but we were but one COVID case in that daycare away from the kids being home for another month again. So yeah, I mean, it is it's frustrating because it's there's no end in sight to this thing. And obviously, this question's not about coronavirus, but. You know, obviously we have been taking longer breaks between episodes. Well, there's also been no news. Yeah, that's true. Until this week when there was just all the news. But it's weird to sort of have an Atlantic City podcast and be talking about Atlantic City and Atlantic City news and what we'd like to be doing in the casinos when we just have no idea when we're going to be back. But I don't know. I don't, I, I'm optimistic that it won't be so, so long. I'd like to make it happen even before everything's resolved. I'd like, I'd like to do a trip maybe this fall. I don't know. We'll see. You need our governor to allow it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully things get a little better soon. Agreed. My speculation is they will because there's going to be fewer places that huge outbreaks can happen like they previously happened in the kind of New York, New Jersey area and are now kind of happening along the south. That's true. There's only limited amount of, you know, Tinder out there, I guess. (laughs) That's one way to put it. I guess that's a weird word, but that's fine. It's fine. So Nick M asked a question that's right up our alley. I feel like we didn't ever answer how does it end, but I guess other than we don't know. I think I, I discussed it a bit. I mean, we did. So we did mention very early on in the podcast when stuff was closing. Like if Atlantic City got down to what, like four or five casinos 
probably not worth having a podcast anymore at that point. That I mean, doesn't it, seem realistic we'll, anymore, but we'll we'll see what COVID ends up doing to the city. But it, it seemed like before COVID, the city was going the other way. So. Oh yeah, no better time to have a podcast. Uh, Nick M asked, "Can I get in trouble from the casino for using a helper app on video poker hands? I'm unsure of. Will they ban me? I think they just tell you not to do it. I mean, I've done it. I've, I've certainly I don't... used a helper app and never been asked not to." I don't think I've never been talked to in my life for using my phone on uh, video poker or slots. Yeah. So I don't think they care. I mean, if you're recording, they will mm, ask you to stop or they may ask you yeah. to stop. Some casinos are more strict than they, others. They they might, but uh, I don't think they care. I think I think you're probably OK. I mean, if someone tells you to stop, then just be polite and stop. Yeah, I mean, and you you are absolutely fine if you just print out where it tells you the rankings of possible combinations yeah. and what you should do in each situation and just have that on a printout. They are 100% fine with that. The phone, you know, I've done it a lot. I don't sit there with my phone open just like checking every hand, but I've never been asked not to do it. I probably wouldn't do it at a video poker bar. I don't know why. I guess just because there's a bartender there and I'd, I'm afraid of confrontation, but I, they're not going to ban you. They, they're just going to ask you not to do it. Because, you know, yeah, it's you're not getting an advantage, right? Like, worst case scenario, right. you're playing perfect video poker and you still have somewhere around, like, half a percent to, what, one and a half, two and a half mini, percent house edge. So. Mini, mini, mini percents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Yep. Anything else? Those are the questions? No, I think I think that was it. Unless you're hiding stuff from me. I mean, you're the arbiter of the inbox. No, I feel like we should have done this a few episodes ago, but shout out to Eric Rosenthal. He uh, decided to go into podcasting retirement at episode 100 of The Better Life, and we didn't give him any kind of shout out, which I feel bad about since he's been on the show multiple times and he is a friend is. of ours. Congratulations, Eric. I hope you enjoy you know, the quiet life. Maybe maybe we'll have to get you back on. Yeah, go. Uh, he probably is just enjoying. I mean, I don't know if he's going to casinos right now. I don't think he is. <laughs> based on I, I everything think... that get, gets talked about on The Better Life. But just go into a casino, not having to worry about if you're going to talk about any of these stories. That doesn't sound like such a bad thing. Yeah, I, I saw Eric. I feel like it was, what, January or February that I saw him? Does that sound right? I know I talked about it on the show. So Yep. I don't know. Is that it? I think so, before we talk about Boardwalk Empire. Well, thank you all very much. If you have any questions or comments or feedback, uh, you can reach out to us or any of our other listeners at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content or buy a shirt at do for win.com. You can reach out to Craig at uh, do for a win or me at Kyle Askin. Uh, send Craig an email to do for a win at gmail.com. And I feel like I skipped one, but you didn't actually put it in the agenda, so I can't be responsible for it. I thought that you surely had it memorized by now. Oh, f yes, of course. Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. That's a very important thing to have in a podcast that people are listening to right now. That is correct. Cannot believe that I would forget that. Leave a review. Five stars only, please. Do for a refund. One star. Good, not great. Boardwalk Empire, what do you want to talk about? I don't know why I just pasted in the close after you've already read the close. Like, are you going to reread it? I did, it right I did now? not. No. I did not read read the close. I had to dig deep into my my memory banks into your mind palace. Still, still skipped the most important part because how will people know how to find our podcasts that are already listening to our podcast? I'm annoyed at you right now, but I won't let it affect the show. I think. Uh, all right. Never again. Episode 130. It's going to start over. We're going to be in episode one next time because I will never read that line again. Reboot. It's episode done. one. It's done.
It's going to be collector's edition number yeah. one foil cover due for a win reboot new cast with uh, like a small <laughs> a small patch of our jersey or whatever in it. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. I have I have no notes. I actually watched it last night, which makes it seem a bit harder for me to remember what actually happened. Oh boy, but, uh, go for it. Tell us what happened. Oh boy. All right. Wing so it. let me think of all the major characters. Uh, so Nucky and Margaret had a had a bit of uh, confrontation. She wasn't real happy to see Nucky talking to, I don't know her name, in, in his office. Oh, by the way, I, I know I mentioned it as one of my favorite parts of a few episodes ago, the, the, that Nucky was not interested in the Ponzi scheme, and uh, turns out that oh, was yes. a good idea. And was literally Ponzi. Yes, it was It was Charles what Ponzi. the scheme is made of, <laughs> yeah. or is named after. Anyway, uh, so Nucky and Margaret got into some pretty heated arguments. Nucky is concerned because Margaret accused him of killing her husband, which he didn't deny at the time, which was the subject of a later scene between Nucky and Eli. So anyway, they had a, a heated argument. I think Margaret's still kind of trying to figure out if she wants to keep doing this or not. Nucky officially fired Eli or whatever as sheriff took him off the ballot and replaced him jimmy uh it was a lot of story we found out who jimmy's dad is it's it's the commodore crazy uh turns out that jimmy's mom has been trying to poison him perhaps to get all of his money which you know seems understandable given that she was raped by him when she was 13 Uh, jimmy's wife tried to run away but for reasons that are not totally entirely clear it didn't end up working out i suspect we'll find out more about that later the episode ends with jimmy's wife crying because i don't think she's excited about what's about to happen yeah and she also left a note for jimmy yes and went scrambled to get the note and noticed that he had it and jimmy did not say anything to her Mm -hmm. but you know i can only assume that what was in the note was dear jimmy i like the ladies signed angela yes goodbye that's it. That's all you need to say. Oh, of course. The most important part. How, how could I have forgotten? We had a, quite a bit of Van Alden uh, interacting oh, with, boy. with his uh, deputy, including a, a great scene in the Chinese restaurant. We got to find oh, yes. that Van Alden is not terribly fond of Chinese food. <laughs> not fond of Chinese food. Not fond of Jewish people. That's right. To the point of literally murdering one. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're not a believer, then what do you expect? <laughs> wow. That was something. It was it was quite the ending to the episode as, yes, Van Alden murdered his ex-partner, I guess. Uh, I mean, he believed pretty strongly, and not wrongfully so, that he was somehow to, to blame for the murder of the witness. And uh, yeah, ended up killing him in front of a nice uh, black congregation at the, a river up near Mays Landing. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the feeling that he didn't intend like to go in intending to kill him, and he just uh... flew into a rage and did. A pious rage. Yes. He felt like he was very much doing God's bidding. That certainly is true. So that was something. He, he always does. That's a man who I believe feels very strongly that he's always doing God's bidding. Some would call him a hypocrite. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Did anything else happen? Is that it? That's definitely the main point. I mean, it really was heavily focused on Nucky and Margaret's relationship. Yeah. And uh, J- Jimmy and his father oh, yes. and mother. Uh, yeah, obviously. And... uh you know, so I thought sort of the key scene for Anaki and Margaret's relationship, besides the fact that Margaret ended up moving out, uh, it was Nucky basically telling her, like, you think you're a good person, but you're not. And actually said that her using birth control, quote, like any whore, was maybe not the strategy to get someone you like to be on your side and stay. I think, you know, he knows that she's pretty sharp and not like Lucy, who's just going to stick around for through any amount of abuse so that didn't seem to work too well for him for him 
and I guess we'll see how they reconcile because obviously they're going to at some point, right? So, so we got to find out that Jimmy's mom is like thirty six or something in this episode. Yeah. I think so. Thirteen years older than Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe four, maybe fourteen. Yeah, he was conceived when she was thirteen. I guess correct. So that probably that probably explains a lot for you. I think. Yeah. Yes, that's true, and that's that's really all the notes I had. I mean, I don't have anything else that really jumped out at me in the episode. Obviously going to leave for Paris. I was really surprised that she actually decided to even go through I, with it. I, I thought for sure that that storyline was going to end because she was going to decide not to do it. But yeah, it was a different way that they ended up having her not go to Paris. Yeah. So, so we don't know if like the photographer got wind of it. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or... If the photographer, yeah, decided to kidnap his wife and take her to Paris or if she actually went voluntarily or, you know, what, what ended up happening exactly there. Or Jimmy got wind of it and killed them both. And then cleared out the photography shop. <laughs> I doubt it. No, that maybe. seems unlikely. That's it for me, I think. I think yeah, you know, the I next episode's the finale, I think, of season one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode 12, that's right. I do have to say, though, Van Alden in the Chinese restaurant. A scene of the episode for me, I think. Van Alden's been Van Alden's going off const- the rails constant, the last couple episodes. Constant badgering of uh, whatever that guy's name was. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was all good. <laughs> I want to say it's Seltos, but that's a car. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's something like that. Ah, anyway, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. It was good, as yeah, always. Good as always. Well, enjoy the Jersey Shore, Craig, next week. Uh, enjoy not being in Atlantic City, I guess, but being tantalizingly close. Yeah, there's some up in the airness about that trip, but hopefully hopefully it actually happens. That's whatever. Just go on your vacation, man. It's my official advice. Anyway, let's wrap this up, you know, and we... We'll talk to you all in two weeks. Two weeks? Yes, two weeks. Okay, we'll talk to you next week when Craig is not at the beach. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, God, my hair is so long. I need a haircut. Is Megan cutting your hair? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did that half the time before this mm. happened anyway. So There was like a week period where Andrew was like, I like it long. And then that weekend, and she's like, I do not like it long. <laughs>